It's Catfish on Ice. This is episode 93. This is uh, your host, Chad Mitten, with Rich Howe and Kyle Perkins. Kyle Perkins is joining us for the full episode. You get a full dose of Kyle Perkins tonight. It's not just Perk Pick Boys. Nope. It's it's the Perks episode tonight. It's all Perk all the time. There you go. I don't know if we're ready for that. Uh, They're going to have to be ready. They're going to have to be. All right. Welcome in, everyone. We're happy to have you back here. Normally, we record on Monday, but we decided we really wanted to record live during this big game for the Preds against the Vegas Golden Knights, so we pushed it back to Tuesday for our new episode. And we've already had a lot of exciting observations from this game, which is what you would expect. Vegas is a very aggressive team. They make you pay when you make mistakes. And I gotta say, guys, right off the right off the rip, we're fortunate to not be down one nothing when Alex Carrier made that uh, giveaway at the blue line. Very very fortunate. I think I think Soros got a little bit of it with his glove. Yeah, he just barely stitch. got it, just a little bit, but very fortunate, but, like you said. But Vegas is also lucky to only be down or not to giving up a goal yet because of all people, Mark Barvietsky hit the inside of the post. From way outside, I don't know if you guys saw that too. So both teams, yes. So both teams have traded chances, and then of course, Kyle, tell us all what Matt Duchesne did to that poor man. He broke his ankles. That looked like (laughs) a Pavel Dotsuit. Just yep. Just embarrassed him. Like he can't come back off the bench today. That's that was nice. That he should just uh, so that player should just pack it in for the night. Just go to the locker room and. Take off the pads and reset for the next game. He probably got that embarrassed. So. His, his own teammates are probably chirping him right now pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> well, Forsberg, Forsberg toe dragged somebody too. Well, that's what we play. Yeah. Well, that's what we always talk about, right? One of the things I like to say is Matt Duchesne would make skating in a phone booth look easy. That's just yeah. kind of how he is. Like that's right. just the type of play, player he is. We've already got the comments rolling in from some of our uh, some of our loyal listeners. Mike Twitter's in here. What's up, my dogs? We've also got Justin Gambino in here as well. Tolby I agree, insane. Justin. Tolvi is insane tonight. He put yeah. in I don't, more work on that one shift than a lot of guys put in in a season. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, so we are going to continue to give you live game reaction as we roll through episode 93, the first episode of 2022. First of all, I got to ask, how was your New Year's Eve, uh, everybody? It was good. We uh, we bought some glow sticks and like bendy glow stick things and like made like hats and stuff. And we had. Did you wedding. play EDM music? Did you uh, we, get the EDM did. music busting we out? Did. We did. There was only four of us. It was me <laughs> nice. and my wife and girls, and we just sat in the in the living room listening to some EDM. Oh, 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 oh! Sorry to cut you off there, but our guy oh, didn't take long. He's dropped the gloves, Kyle. I don't know if you're seeing it yet on your screen. Oh, right. yep, just now. And uh, let's see who. Let's see if Tanner Janot keeps his undefeated. Oh, oh! oh. St- why do people? Oh. St- why do people st- keep going toe to toe with Tanner Janot? It's oh, not going to end well. Well, so I'm just going to go ahead and change one of my stats for later. <laughs> he just Tanner oh. Tanner Janot just buckled this guy like he always does. Oh, oh my gosh. Whew. Yeah. After after he laid out a big hit. 
So not so Tanner Geno lays out a very clean hit along the boards. Then yeah, they drop the gloves. What's it going to take? What's it going to take for the NHL to realize don't fight Tanner Janot? I don't get it. I don't get it. And now he's sitting in the box. He's kind of looking at his fist here or his hand. I'm sure it had to hurt a yeah. little bit when you make those punches. But, uh, I, you know, I was just thinking before we went live, guys, we were about 10 minutes into the game, and I'm like, we haven't seen a a fight yet this game. Like, that's so unusual for the Preds to go 10 minutes into a game without a fight. But they quickly ended that one. Like, we can See, always count uh, on. They're arguing right now about the instigator penalty that uh, the guy from Vegas should have gotten because he wasn't the one involved in the incident. He came in after the play. So he should have got an instigator as well. God knows Nashville's got enough instigators from Bora oh, yeah. in after plays sure. because somebody's messed with somebody on Nashville. You know, yeah. I didn't I didn't understand that last time when that happened. Like Borvieski was just tied up and like then they give him the instigator. They didn't even really fight. I didn't understand that. But And I really don't understand this guy's need to fight Jano right here. It was a clean <laughs> Yeah, hit. it was odd. It was a really weird uh, time to choose to drop the gloves. Like I just didn't make sense to me. That didn't seem like the right. Ch- that didn't seem like the right. You know, time to be stepping yeah. up to Jano. But when is there ever a good time to step up to Jano? Uh, just not. a really cool stat here. Just got uh, put out by Preds Valley Broadcast. Uh, Tanner Jano already has four hits on the night. 106 hits on the season. That sounds like a lot, yeah. especially for a player who can actually score goals too. I mean, the raw, the rare combination of a player who hits that much but can also score goals. I mean, it's pretty amazing. Keegan Colasar. But we're not gonna we're we're we're, we're gonna we're gonna save the gushing over Tanner Janot a little bit later because I know Kyle yeah. Perkins has some more good stuff about Tanner Janot coming later in the episode. So we'll we'll save some of that for a little later in the episode. Preds and and the Golden Knights are tied zero to zero right now. We will get into this game a little bit later as we continue through the episode. If anything big happens, we'll react to it. Let's let you know what we got in store for you here on episode 93 with Chad Mitten, Rich Howe, and Kyle Perkins. Of course, Kyle Perkins is going to give us another edition of Perks Picks. But also, since it's the new year and since everyone likes to set New Year's resolutions, we're going to list some New Year's resolutions that we have for the Preds. Things that we want to see happen, maybe things that we are going to say. Okay, we're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. We're gonna we're gonna say. We're, I got I got I got like two or three that should be really good. One of them's probably going to make Kyle laugh a little bit, but we'll see. Good. But uh, yeah, we're gonna do that. Uh, we're also going to talk about the Winter Classic. I thought it was a fun event. It was cool, uh, both figuratively and literally. <laughs> I mean. Negative six degrees, uh, the coldest outdoor sporting event, I think, on on record, I think is what they said. I saw something like that. Uh, the wind chill was minus 24. Uh, I put out a uh, I put out a gif during the game of uh, Jack Jack Nicholson from um, from The Shining, where he's frozen, and that's pretty oh, much every that's pretty much every player that was sitting in the penalty box during that game. It's, yep. Even though they did have a big space heater, obviously, but I mean. Still. Kudos to kudos to those fans for being at that game. That's diehard right there. I so think they're used to it, but it's still freezing cold. So we'll talk oh, about okay. that. We'll talk about that game. Also, also the Winter Classic brought in some really good TV ratings for uh, TNT. So we'll talk about that. 
And then uh, what else do we got here? Oh, yeah, James Neal. I thought this was very interesting. We got to touch on it. James Neal clears waivers. He's hanging around out there. We'll go around the room and see. I mean, it doesn't look like the Preds are obviously going to pick him up. But hypothetically speaking, could you find room for a James Neal on this roster? We'll talk about it. That'll be towards the end of the episode. So let's see what we got going on here. We got under five minutes left in the uh, Preds Vegas game right now. Um, what are you seeing from this game so far, uh, Kyle? Like, do you think the Preds are looking pretty good right now? Do you think they responded well to start this game? I think Vegas was handling them pretty well at the start of the game. Uh, but Nashville's done what they've been seeming to always do this season, and that's come back after a bad start or a slow start. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a game that is nothing, nothing, this has been a very exciting game. It's yes, been, for it sure. Been, both teams have been laying hits. Both teams have been on rushes and counterattacking, and it's just been a very exciting hockey game to watch. It has been. It has been. And even though even though Vegas is missing some key players, Mark Stone, of course, and they're having to use a rookie goaltender, second game in a row where the Preds are facing a rookie goaltender, this Logan Thompson kid, I've never heard of him, I'll be honest. But he I haven't either. He's made some really, really strong saves. Yeah. Uh in particular, he made a good one on that Phil Forsberg play where Matt Duchesne made the really good move to set him up. That was a really good save. He actually looked behind him uh, thinking he gave the goal up. Like That's usually a telltale sign when a goaltender thinks he was beaten when they look behind them really quick. But he made the stop. Credit to him. This Logan Thompson kid, he's looked really good. So credit to him. He said he's only played in like eight minutes last season in the NHL, and that's it. There was uh, an attempt by uh, Trennan that he tried to go five-hole on him through a screen. And it barely tipped off the inside edge of his uh, leg pad. Yeah. So yeah. they've been right there. And then Tolvanen's uh, shot from the slot where he just mm-hmm. cannoned it from five feet away from him. Yeah. Uh, so I'm <clears throat> I'm watching this and I'm seeing a lot of fast-paced action. Um, this might be the fastest game I've seen so far this year from the Preds. What do y'all think? It's, uh, pretty, it's moving pretty that. good. I can yeah. see that. They're definitely so trying. Well, that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do when you're yeah, playing a team like absolutely. Vegas because that's how Vegas plays. Yep. So now my question is, do you think they can keep that up for three periods against Vegas? Well, I think, I they, think, I think they can. Yeah. I think they can for the fact that Nashville's also uh, – they're hitting a lot. They're, mm-hmm. they're laying they a lot of punishment out. So – yeah, and that's what uh, that's actually John. I, that's a good observation, uh, Rich, from you because John Hines literally said that um, coming into this game, saying uh, that the team has to be better about exiting their own zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, you know that your team's really turning the corner when you get a six-one win and the coach comes out and says we didn't play our best game. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's more. I don't know if that's more an indictment on the Blackhawks and how bad they are. But I will say I, I totally find that refreshing that you're not just like patting yourself on the back when you win 6-1, to one, which honestly I wouldn't blame you if you did. But they, they came out of that game not being satisfied, even though they won 6-1. to one. So I, 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 I just find that really refreshing. Yeah, it, it was good. The, the Blackhawks, man, they're just they're so bad. They got rolled like 6-1 the next night as well. Um, 
Keep it up. Keep it up. I love it. (laughs) No mercy. No mercy. Yeah. It's like you said, though, you know, it's, it's good that they're not resting on their laurels and not, not looking too much into a six, one win. So, because the Blackhawks were just, they were horrible. Well, and of course the Preds were coming off of two losses in a row coming out of the pause. Uh, So they really had to get, they really had to get back on track. And they took yeah. care of business, you know. I mean, that's that's what yeah. they had to do, and they did it. That's what good teams do. They don't let losing streaks grow past yeah. two or three games, and so they nipped it in the butt, and they got and, and they they got it back in the win column, and so that was that was huge. Yep. And it was a home game, which gave the gave the crowd a nice nice big win against the Blackhawks mm-hmm. that everybody doesn't like anyway. So yeah, it was a good it was a good win. But yep. Now they got big tests tonight. We'll see how they do. I, I'm I'm pleased so far. I'll tell you that. Um, what I've seen, but their goaltender, he is playing really well for Vegas. I'll tell you that too. So, what um, do y'all think of Vegas's uh, sweaters? I think. Oh my gosh! I'm so glad you bought brought that up, Kyle, because <laughs> I was actually thinking about this. Like no joke, I was thinking about this. Ah. They got the they got the mustard look that the Preds used to wear. Yeah, back in the day, oh, like it's. Worse. I mean, I'm not. I think they're ugly. I think they're god awful ugly. So like, you know, if you if you why, look at those up close, they're actually sparkly. But yeah, why would you? Say. Why would <laughs> you change? Why would you change away from your normal silver black combo, which is just really cool looking? Like I don't know why mm-hmm. you would. They're 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 sure. god awful. They are so ugly. But they're sparkly as well. At least they didn't wear the the gold helmets with them. No, oh, that would have been epically bad. Those are bad too. <laughs> so, Rich, really you're t- so Rich, you're telling me that there is a hockey team in this league that likes to wear glitter. They those those jerseys are <laughs> glittery. They're mustard. Hey, we glittery, can't we can't talk too much mustard. smack about the Golden Knights because I'm sorry. I think that they they're actually my Stanley Cup pick, and I know that's not going out on a limb. I'm not saying that's a hot take. But I actually think I'll that take, once they, once they get to full strength again with Robin Leonard and Ned, I think Robin Leonard is a Stanley Cup uh, worthy goaltender. Um, and once they get back their full complement of players, I actually think this is their year that they break through and win a cup. So I can't I, I can't make fun of them too much here because they are legit. I think I think it's going to come down to them and Colorado in the West. How about the Edmonton Oilers completely falling apart right now? Oh my gosh, man! I love it. I absolutely <laughs> love it. I think I'm they're like. For it. Just I think they're it. like. What do you got against Edmonton? I, it bothers me. I have a that they're so that they have McDavid and Drysaddle. Is that what it is? Yeah, they've got so much money tied up in these two or three guys, and it reminds me of the Yankees in baseball, um, mm-hmm. or like the Cowboys used to be. They See, just, I, I think I, when I when I make the comparison to the Yankees or the Cowboys, I think of the Toronto Maple Leafs, but that's just me. Yeah, because I feel like they're in the same boat. I feel like the Toronto Maple Leafs fans are just unbearable at times. Like they just really yeah. think that they're, uh, you know, their you know what doesn't stink, you know. But uh, but yeah, I don't have anything against Edmonton, but they really are falling apart. Like they're they're really getting uh, hammered by the media, the local media there. Uh, and of course, Connor McDavid tests positive for COVID, so who knows how long he's going to be out. Uh, so yeah, they're going through some really hard times right now. I bet, I bet he next season he's going to be like, "You all need to figure something out, or I'm leaving." 
I want right. I want out of here. Oh my gosh, you want to talk about you want to talk about breaking hockey Twitter if Connor McDavid oh, yeah. leaves? It's just like the Oilers. How long is he under contract? Uh, I don't know. I don't know, but unless he signed one of those big, huge, long contracts. All right, so we are at the first intermission. It's a zero-zero game. Doesn't feel like a zero-zero game, but it is zero-zero. Uh, both teams traded uh, some scoring chances. Both goaltenders had to be sharp. The difference is we're going up against a rookie goaltender, and this Logan Thompson kid really looked impressive. Uh, whereas UC Soros, of course, we expect that out of him, and he made some good saves as well. So, while we're at the first intermission, of course, this is episode 93, brought to you by DraftKings. We're part of the Hockey Podcast Network. We're streaming live on our YouTube channel right now as well, and streaming live on Twitter at Catfish Ice. So, make sure you give us a follow if you're downloading the podcast the next day. Love to hear from you on social media and talk with you, talk hockey with you. We love to do that. Let's get into these New Year's resolutions for the Preds. Are we ready for this, guys? I think so. I'm going to give you my first one here, and I right. this is something. This is something I'm like, you know what? I'm I vow that I'm going to do this in the new year for this Preds team. I will begin to fully trust John Hines and the direction he's taken this team. Facebook because I've Preds always Facebook just blew up. <laughs> I've always been on the fence about Hines. I've, oh yeah, it's on fire right now. Anyone, yeah, there's literally uh, so many people signing on to their Facebook right now to go to their favorite fan group. Can you believe what that Catfish on Ice host said? Can you that? <laughs> he likes Hines. Fire hey, if that, right hey, if that gets his podcast views, I'm all for it. That's fine. Whatever. All right. There's no all such right, thing yeah. as bad publicity. That's right. Right. But I'm being serious here. Like, I'm not saying, like, I'm not saying he's, like, the long-term 10-year, like, plan and he's going to be here forever and he doesn't have more to prove but I'm saying that for the rest of this season I'm going to fully lay my trust in his decision making I mean I read the Adam Vinian article that was put out about that today and I thought it was really really well written as it, his stuff is always well, well written and puts out good stuff and uh, I just really appreciate everything I'm seeing from John Hines when it comes to keeping this locker room together, keeping the guys focused. A lot of this identity that we love to see from the Preds is you got to give John Hines a big, you, know, you got to give him a lot of credit for building that because, mm-hmm. uh, because these players have bought in. There are no divas on this team. Everyone is bought in. There's no egos on this team. Everyone is in it to uh, make each other better, and that's what that's what championship teams do. And so uh, it's it's a full credit uh, to John Hines that he has uh, built this team into this identity that we're talking about. And so I, I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to I'm going to fully trust John Hines until further notice. That's my New Year's resolution. That's my first one. Good for you. You should. Um, I read that article too, and I thought it was really telling that um, you know he said we you know it took a while to get all the guys on board because and he named three three people who felt that they needed to be playing no matter what, and they were owed the minutes. Um, and that's just not how it is. And he had, and it took a long time for him to break those guys of thinking that way. And, you know, he had to 
you know, move some stuff around and move some guys around, but he did it. And I mean, ever since last season, they've played really well. So I don't know if you guys remember, but when John Hines first came in, he shuffled up this lineup and it, including myself, I was not crazy about it, but he was moving guys down to the third and fourth line that normally played in the top six. I think he moved Matt Duchesne down for a little bit, if I remember correctly. And that was like big news. If I remember he wasn't, he was trying to send a message like, if you're not giving a hundred percent to this team, I don't care, you know how talented you are. You're you're not going to get the minutes. And I remember Matt Duchesne was in the doghouse for a long time. And what do you know? Good coaches get those players to to buy into the system. And Matt Duchesne's a perfect example of a player who's bought into Heinz's system, even though it started off really really rocky there at first. Absolutely, yeah, it did. And he he you know he got them turned around. And they're playing really well. They're playing the best they've played in several years this year. So, and 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 above I'm pretty our sure John, and isn't Hines in the last year of his contract? I'm pretty sure he is. He is. So, uh, you know, almost, almost certainly he's going to get a contract extension. That's I would be shocked they, if he they doesn't. Had the, the option to extend it for one year this year. So, yeah, like I think he'll more. at least get one more year after what he's done with his team. Uh, Almost certainly he'll get that uh, because this was yeah. his first year going into a normal season. Well, as normal as it can be these days, I guess it's not completely normal. But uh, but he's he's definitely shown like okay, the, the first season I came in after Laviolette was fired, the season gets cut short. And if you remember correctly, that team was on fire right before the pause that year. Oh, they sure were. Yeah, uh, they, they were. were. They were they were starting to creep up towards third place in the division. They could have easily gotten there. I think they were only six points behind the Stars for uh, for third place in the division. The Stars ended up going to the Stanley Cup that year in the bubble. So yep. the Preds were playing well. He hadn't galvanized there. And then last, you know, of course they lost in the uh, Stanley Cup qualifiers. That was a big, big uh, dud there. But uh, yeah, it was. He's gradually taken over this locker room and gotten all the players to buy in. And now. I think now it's time to uh, uh, fully buy into what Hines can do. Let him keep showing what he can do and give it at least one more year after this, and then we can really make a decision on a long-term contract, judging by what he does this year and, of course, next year if he gets that uh, one-year extension. How do you feel about it, Kyle? Are you on board with me, or do you think I'm a little crazy with that? Well, since we're talking about it, I'll go ahead and give you my first pick of the day. Oh, let's do it. Uh, um, and that's the award that nobody is talking about. Could Hines be a sleeper for the Jack Adams? I think he has to be considered that right now. I don't see why not. Because yeah, he I mean, has a team in second place in the division that nobody had over sixth in the division. Yep. Yeah. Literally. Including no us. One, yeah, including, including us. <laughs> including the majority of Nashville fans and media and everybody else. Nobody had this team pretty much above sixth. Uh, A lot of them had them right down there with Arizona in being one of the worst teams ever. But here we are, you know, what are we, two, um, almost halfway through the season now? Yeah. Uh, Or right Mm -hmm. a little over halfway through the season. Uh, and they're tops of their division. 
Well, you look, uh, you, you look at all, you look at the top half of the league just based on points right now. You you uh, look at the top half of the league. I mean, I'm looking. The only team I see that is a that's 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 you can argue is more surprising than the Preds based on how they're playing is the Anaheim Ducks. Yeah, that's a good one. Yep. Every, every other team I see in the top half of the league, I'm not surprised at all that they're there. I mean, you've got you've got pretty much your chalk teams: Tampa Bay, Florida, the Rangers. Yeah. Everyone knew the Rangers were going to be pretty good. Maybe they're outperforming their expectations, but they a lot of people thought they were going to be good this year. Yeah. But you got the Capitals, the Hurricanes, Vegas, Toronto, St. Louis, Pittsburgh. These are all teams you expected to be up there. The the Preds, mm-hmm. no one expected them to be up there. So that's a good question, Kyle. I actually think, yeah, he's got to be, as of right now, one of yeah, one of your top candidates. I mean, it, it's basically a, a Mighty Ducks-like story where you've got this ragtag little group of players that Nashville <laughs> has. Um, and they've came together and they're actually turning into something. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. And it's just... and every preseason analysis I saw about the Preds uh, from your like national pundits or whatever said pretty much said the only way the Preds can sneak into the playoffs again is if UC Soros has a has no like season. Right. There was no mention of a player like Nergino. There was really no mention of a player. There was definitely no mention of this entire roster coming together. I mean, and contributing. I mean, the Preds can beat you from so many different spots in their roster. I mean, that's what's really so impressive. I mean, you look at a player like Yakov Trenin, for instance. I mean, don't sleep on him to score a game-winning goal for you in clutch moments. I mean, they can just—they have so many guys that can yep. step up and score big-time goals. Luke Cunning is one of them that I think that's just. There's so many players that you can count on. That aren't just Matt Duchesne, Philip Forsberg, and Romeo Yossi. Yeah, and when you listen to the hockey, uh, the the media talk about them now, they, it's like they don't want to talk about them. They they it's it's hurting their feelings to have to talk about the Predators because mm-hmm. they've they never have had to, and they they you know they're they're doing better than whoever their their team is you know or whatever. So you can kind of tell they're eating crow a little bit when they have to talk about them. So. Well, we all we're all eating a little crow. Oh, that's fine. But there's still a lot of time. There's still a lot of time in this season for. I'm just saying. I'm not trying to be negative here, but Man. yeah, Listen I'm just trying you. to keep it in perspective here. I'm trying to keep things in perspective. All right. Listen to you. <laughs> all right, Rich. Do you have? Give me your. Give me a New Year's resolution. It can, you can go any direction you want with this. So, I just thought I thought it would be a fun way to open up the first episode of 2022. It is fun. Um, yeah, I think what I'm going to do for a resolution with the Predators is just start enjoying these games a little more. Um, what? When they were, you just, don't enjoy I, them? I do enjoy them, but when they lose, man, we get really uptight about it. <laughs> a lot of people get uptight about it, and like, just, just, I'm just going to have fun with it. You know, enjoy the ride. Really well, I'm just going to enjoy the ride. They're doing good. They're going to lose here and there. They might wind up like you said we, there's a lot of season left they might wind up well, taking the rest of the season you just never know but rich do you rich, rich do you remember going into the season i think me and you both were saying that we had our preseason expectations were really low i think we had oh, the yeah. preds as like a sixth place team maybe a fifth yeah. place team at best right i think there. that's where we that's kind of where we were at with them but yeah. i remember us both saying 
Even if they miss the playoffs, one thing we do know is the Preds are going to be a fun team to watch. Yep. We did Absolutely. say that. Go back and listen yep. to the tape. We said because we knew of players like Tanner Janot. Mm-hmm. We knew that Philip Tomasino was going to get his chance. We knew that Elliot Tolvanen was uh, continuing to grow. We knew that this team was going to be a very physical brawler like a team, and that's what they've lived up to that reputation, of course. So we did say, even if the team doesn't make the playoffs, we know they're going to be fun to watch every night. And they've delivered on that one. They have. And we also said that, you know, if they do wind up playing well and they do make it in the playoffs, that's just uh, icing on the cake for for a little somewhat, not a a full-blown rebuild season, but, you know, a little bit of tweaking here and there. So They haven't. They haven't really. They haven't. They haven't really had a, a really bad like snoozer of a game in a while. Mm-mm. Like, I mean, they had a snoozer of a game against Vegas. That one was really bad the first time they played. Uh, yeah. They had a pretty bad showing against, I want to say, the Oilers earlier in the season. Like, they've had some snoozers. They've had some really bad yeah. showings. But even, in, but even in some of their losses this year, they've at least put up a really good fight and yes. made it entertaining. That's true because last season, if you remember, like when they'd get down a goal or two, when we would talk about them, we would just be like, "Well, that's it. That's the end of it." Once they get down a goal or two, they they're not going to fight. They 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 put up a little bit of a fight usually in the third period, but you just you just counted them out at that point. But that's definitely not how they play now. I can handle a loss a lot better, knowing that they put up a fight, and that's what they do now. So I'm good with it. Very good point. Yep. I don't think we have to worry about Kyle not enjoying a game. <laughs> I try to enjoy everything. This guy, this yeah. guy. I mean, you, you, you make it to where it's going to be entertaining no matter what. We'll find well, something to be entertained by. Well, it's kind of bad because you know I, I started everything with hockey with me making memes. Memes, uh, they're really easy to make when the team's bad. So. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Some of those ones you make with like Tanner Janot and like the Yakov Trenin one, man, those are like gold. Gold. I had a bunch of tank ones last year whenever they were so bad. And they just, they made themselves. So. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's funny. All right, Kyle, do you have a New Year's resolution for the Preds? Hmm. For David Poyle. Oh, bringing up a spicy topic there. To not sign a six foot, eight foot, twelve, non skating defenseman at the deadline. Oh, that's a good one. That's a golf clap right there. No other reason, but because he can. That's a really good good one. one. I wish I would have thought of that. I don't know if that's gonna come. I don't know if I don't know if that's gonna come. I don't know if that's going to come true for you, Kyle. You know, you know, David Poyle always has to sign him a big, just body that takes up space. Yep. Oh, Maybe he's learned his way, learned the error of his ways in that department. You know what I mean? But it's like you, all you got to do is go back like the last three years, and you, you think of uh, Corbinian Holzer, Eric Gabranson. <laughs> Uh, Jared, well, Jared Tonority wasn't a sign signing player, but still he got a lot of playing time. Uh, let's see who else. Lucas Spiza, of course. 
Uh, of course, game. we mentioned we mentioned Lucas Fiza every episode, so we're getting Lucas Fiza in right there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he loves to do that, and I it I, it'll be way more surprising to me if he doesn't sign another one of those types of players at the deadline. Yeah. But that's a good one, Kyle. I love that. That's that's. Yeah. I wish I would have thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. That's crazy. Yep. All right. They've already, they've already got one big uh, parking cone already. They don't really <laughs> need another cone. one. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, Ben Harper, if that's who you're talking about, he hasn't been playing that much this season. He's only no. been getting like random starts here and there to the joy he of Kyle. So, But boy, point. does he make his impact when he is in the game. Yeah. Wait a minute. For the other yeah. team. Wait, you haven't changed your stance on Ben Harper <laughs> when he got a point? He finally registered a point. a point. You know, man, uh, man, we're all from the South, and I'm sure y'all both heard the saying about a blind squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, he found one. He found one. He, he got did. an assist. I love it when the lines come right. out and Harper's in there. I just know. I just know that I'm going to be seeing something from Kyle on Twitter about, about Harper. Here's, here's my next New Year's resolution. This one right here is going to be very, very difficult for me to uh to follow and that's the whole point of new year's resolutions you know like you gotta set some tough ones every now and then but here's mine i will not obsess anymore on what's going to happen with philip forsberg i'm gonna call not gonna obsess over it i'm I'm not gonna gonna lose i'm not gonna lose sleep over it i'm not gonna hurdle down in the fetal position being all upset over it whatever happens happens January 4th, 2022, at 11.03 Eastern, 10.03 Central. Yep, Chad's not obsessing not over it. Obsess over That's Philip my Ford New Year's resolution. <clears throat> Gotta do okay. it. It's All just, right. it's not healthy anymore for me to be to be obsessing over it. And I just, I, it is what it is. If he if, if this is his last season, let, let's hope he gives us a really, really good last season here like he's doing. And then... I'm not going to hold it against Philip Forsberg if he leaves over the offseason. I'm not going to hold it against him at all, actually, because he has every right to pursue a Stanley Cup somewhere else and get paid if the opportunity presents itself. It's going to be really hard. It will be, especially when the trade deadline passes and he's still here and he has not signed. So I think we're past that. I don't think we have to work – I think we're past that. I don't think we have to worry about Philip Forsberg getting traded before the deadline. I oh, yeah. that would be completely a shocker to me at this point. He's Dude, definitely going to be. You don't think so, Kyle? You think it's still possible? I, I mean, think it's, it's too much of a crapshoot. Like if you don't sign him before then, and you hold on to. But him how are you? How would you trade Philip? How could you, how could you trade <laughs> Philip Forsberg, such a vital part of your team? I, when you're battling for first place in the division, assuming I they're agree. still battling for – I mean, a lot can happen in the next two months. The you're trade right. deadline is still like 10 weeks away, somewhere around there, yep. so a lot can change. But if they're still in this same spot in the standings, I don't see how you can trade him away at that point. I, I don't either. I don't either, but you it's a huge crapshoot. It is. I, 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 the end of the season, so it's like – that's why I guess David Pohl makes those decisions. And we don't. You, yeah. you can go to a team and be like, "I'm, I'm going to need two firsts and a prospect for yeah, just to see what's out there." Yeah, I mean, I, it, yeah, I don't know. What are you gain? 
what are you gaining if you just let him walk for nothing? Yeah, that's that, that's yeah. The, that's the conundrum that we have yep. ourselves right now. That's the conundrum. Yep. You let him, and then so yeah, you don't you don't do anything. They they lose in the first round of the playoffs, <laughs> and he's like, can't take it anymore. Peace. Yeah, let's uh let's share what Brooks Bratton said, uh, or let's uh, it was David Poyle was on 102.5 the game, the flagship station of the Preds here in Nashville, and. David Poyle, this, the tweet was from Brooks Bratton, but the, the David Poyle was on 102.5 The Game. And uh, David Poyle says on 102.5 The Game, he thinks every day of how to get it done regarding a potential new contract for Philip Forsberg. Quote, we want to sign Philip. I believe he wants to sign here, but it's a business transact- transaction, and that has to work for both sides. That, to me, does not give me any more confidence that no, he's going to resign here. That's... It's a very cryptic way of saying we're not anywhere close. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. When you sit and say something like, I think about it every day, that tells you right there that they're not close. If you're having to think about it that much, yeah, that's not good. But And I, and I think that's more or less on Phil's side than it is on the team's side. I think the team would, would line up and re-sign him in a heartbeat right now if they could. But I think Phil is way more cautious about what he wants to do and is just not there yet. And yeah. how could you blame him? I mean, this is a very massive career decision for him to make, and it's not something you take lightly. It, a, play, a player that's in the peak of his career who's having one of his best years of his career to this year, and yeah. there's going to be a lot of teams interested in him. <laughs> When, yeah, Justin said when Darnell Nurse gets nine point two million, yeah, yeah. What's Phil yeah? I mean, Ford's these. Right? I mean, they're handing out these Ford. massive contracts like like it's nothing. So you know that Forsberg's going to get paid. <laughs> and I've said I've been on record as saying this so many times. I have no insider information on this, but something tells me that Forsberg's going to end up on a team like Vegas or Toronto or one of these teams that that just is go is going to go all in for. A, for winning a cup in the next two mm-hmm. or three years, and they'd be willing to to pay a very high sum for Ooh. Forsberg, maybe higher than what Poyle's willing to pay. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you that, saw it, but Myers just had a really good defensive play. Uh, really good poke check to get the puck away in awesome. the offensive zone. He's been low-key good. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying he's been great, I think I but he's – He's not, you know, he, he, he's, he's kind of like, I go back and forth with him, uh, but he hasn't been a complete waste. I will say that. No, he, he's still getting used to national system and everything else. So He's way better it, than Ben Harper, I'll tell you that. Yep. And Ryan Ellis isn't even playing. And, of course, right uh, we, didn't mention, we didn't mention this earlier. Dante Fabro is not in the game tonight. Yep. He's still in COVID protocols, I believe. Uh, and then let's talk about this, guys. Philip Tomasino, a healthy scratch, and the word I heard from the broadcast was reset. They wanted to give oh. him a reset. So yeah, it's Philip Thomas, Philip Tomasino is a healthy scratch tonight. I, I did see that, and I, they said that they were going to talk about it, but I didn't hear it. So a reset. That's interesting. That, I did hear that term. They said they used the <laughs> okay. word reset. So, I mean, right. maybe they're just trying to give him a break. They're they're trying to – I'm not saying that's completely bad. I mean, 
Uh, he'll obviously be back in the starting lineup probably on Thursday. I don't think anybody needs to freak out too much about it, but maybe they're just mm-hmm. giving giving the young player a chance to kind of calm down and, and uh, maybe they saw some things in his game that maybe he needs to work on or whatever. And um, you see Matt Luff in there tonight who's been serviceable, not mm-hmm. as good as Phil well, Tomasino. And the Preds are on the board, right on cue. Right. And how <laughs> and how how perfect is it? It's Philip Forsberg, right on schedule. We just got done talking about him and how he's having a career year, and he does stuff like this. I'm I'm I'm, I'm catching up. There it is. Snap, man. He's got a quick shot. And and I mean that and and that rookie goaltender Logan Thompson has had a had a really respectable game so far. He ain't doing nothing with that. No. No. And let's also give a lot of credit to Mikael Granlund for the setup. Granlund's right. becoming the best setup man in the game. Justin Gambino, what a goal. We agree. Absolutely. Rich, I always feel really bad that I'm way ahead of you on these live watch-alongs. I feel I like I just spoil it for you. I don't understand why, though. That's weird. Because you're, you're way up in the boonies in Kentucky, man. That's why. Uh, I live <laughs> near a metropolitan city, thank you. All right, I'm no, sorry. No, I'm in the boonies. No, All I right. think what it is is I don't have – I have streaming cable. That's what you it is. That's have, exactly you what it is. You probably have like I have, legit cable. I'm under the conglomerate and the monopoly that's DirecTV and AT&T. I'm yeah. trapped in a contract. So I have, I have like Spectrum streaming. So that's that's exactly what it is. But I have – All right, uh, so – well, Yeah, how do you watch it, Kyle? Um, He has uh, his ways. <laughs> Let's just say, um, uh, uh, anything. nothing that I'm super proud of. <laughs> All right, we'll leave it at that. You got to do what you got to do. All right, so the Preds are up one to nothing. They strike first. The way this game's gone, we knew that first goal was coming soon. I mean, that that first period, uh, Kyle mentioned it earlier. It, it did not feel like a zero-zero game, and so Mikel Granlin with the beautiful setup. Philip Forsberg, when he gets in that open space out there like that, yeah. he's very difficult to stop, and he snaps it right past the rookie goaltender. So the Preds are up one nothing right now, so that's a big, big goal to get off Absolutely. and have a lead right now. <coughs> Justin Gambino, just saw a tweet, ha-ha, pay me, Philip Forsberg probably. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Every time, every time one of those goes in, David Paul loses – a little bit, a little more, bit more money. And some more money. Absolutely. It's a double-edged right. sword. It's a double-edged sword, everyone, because yeah. obviously he's helping the team win games. But, yeah. hey, you're already messing up my New Year's resolution, Rich. I said I wasn't going to obsess over it anymore. I You've know, already screwed it up for me. Oh, I screwed it up? Okay. All right. All right, Rich. Do you have another New Year's resolution? You got one more? I don't really. Not that I can think no? of. Just, just – um, I guess for, for, for the for the team, I guess, would be like you watch them tonight the way they're playing and like when they have their off nights, I'm always like, How can how can you not like I know they're not gonna play that way every night, but like just play that with that intensity every single night and you and you'll you'll good great things will happen. It's just yeah. I know sometimes they just can't, but like I mean like, they're human though. On, I mean they're human though are, and it happens. And I, I understand that, but like when they are on, they are really, very tough really team good. to beat. 
Yeah. And it's, and it's exciting. It's so exciting. And it's got to be exciting for them after the past few seasons they've had. So I don't know. I know right. they always talk about the intensity and they, they just need to keep that up. Oh, somehow I got to see a replay on this. Somehow UC Saros kept that puck out of the net. I don't, uh, the, all right. The golden Knights are buzzing all over the net right now. They're, 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 they're getting close to getting the equalizer here. I need to see a replay of that. I need to see that. You'll see what I'm talking about if you guys are a little bit behind, but I don't see how that puck didn't go in. I want to see a slow motion replay is what I want to see, though. Actually, I think I just saw it. Is it where he, like, bumped into the net? Yeah. Yeah. Man, he is. But the the Preds are getting sloppy right now. Like, they're having trouble getting out of their zone. They're kind of doing what Vegas does to everybody. They just – they pressure you. Vegas just smothers you. They sure do. They They just don't go away. They absolutely do. All right, this is a perfect segue into uh, Perk's picks as oh, we continue we to watch the second period. He already gave us one. Perk, uh, he already gave us one. Before we get into that, I do want to do our DraftKings sponsorship this week, and it is still we still got the really good hockey deal going for all of our listeners right now. Hockey fans, the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a no-brainer that'll make you a winner once any shot gets past the goalie. So if you used our promo code tonight when Philip Forsberg scored, you would have $100 in free bets right now. So don't don't waste any more time on this awesome promo we got available. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, throw down $1 on any NHL game, and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code THPN this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, must be 21 years or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. <laughs> New customers only. Kyle's clapping here, so I'm guessing that's a good thing. Uh, must be 21 years or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager is required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. And if the sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, no worries. Everyone can win huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. So go do it right now. And you also have a shot at millions of dollars for all new customers with your first deposit. So why wouldn't you do it? All right, I totally missed... I think I saw. Uh, did Yakov Trenin get the deflection? How did that in goal my go? Country, in my country, you don't <coughs> score a goal. The goal <laughs> scores you. Yes, sir, he did. Yossi yes. shot it, and it, there was a little bit of a rebound, and it just died right there at um, yep. Thompson's feet, and Trenin just scooped it up. Going to the net, boys. Going to the net always does great things. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And who better the, to go to the net than Yakov Trenin? With the exception of like your Philip Forsbergs, your Yoma, your Roman Yossi's, uh, Ryan Johansson, uh, but most of your most of your goal scorers on this team uh, thrive off crashing the net to score goals. Mm-hmm. Most of them. <laughs> this is funny. Here, here's a funny. 
gun streaks. Can you repeat the number for the, if you got a gambling problem, I might have to use it. (laughs) All right. That's a really good gun streaks. It is 1-800-GAMBLER. Really easy to remember. 1-800-GAMBLER. Super easy. Super easy. I mean, if you use our promo code, then you're good. Like, I mean, all you need is one goal and then you're you're set. And they give you a hundred dollars. To start oh, with, like, look, look at th- look at this crazy stat the broadcast just shared. Yakov Trenin has seven goals in his last twenty-one games. He only scored seven goals in his first seventy-nine games. Wow! Yes. Um, it's just a testament to the way they play. And he was billed as a goal scorer when yeah. he was drafted, mm-hmm. and whenever he was in the AHL, he was a goal scorer. So now he's getting to do oh. all the things he likes. It said Myers was the was the person who shot it, and he got the point. His first point is a predator. Oh wow, well, that's it's cool. Just, yeah, that's very cool. On. Good for I him, thought it uh, was Yos. Yeah, I thought it was too when I first saw it. Let's see if I can find it. All right, Preds are cruising. They're up two to nothing. Let's get into Perks picks. It's good to have Perks picks back. Perks Can't wait picks. for another edition of this. I'm so my son is beating the door down beside of me and his mom just opened the door up and he is wearing a full on like big nineties puffy bubble jacket. Nice. <laughs> Those are awesome. Yes, it's pretty great. <laughs> but uh Funny. my next pick um is the New Year's butt whooping. And that was the six one thwomping of the Hawks yeah. that everybody just loved. Um, sorry. It was very yeah. enjoyable. So we had goals from five different players, 11 players recording points. Ekholm had three assists, and Duchesne and Trennan both had two assists apiece. So there, everybody was in on it. It was yep. so many people scoring. Just That was the most dominant game I personally have ever got to watch the Predators play. Since I've been a fan... They have not played a game that dominant. They were clearly the superior team. Yeah, I'd have to go back and think about that. Yeah, they were. Oh, man. It was just... And and as we said earlier, they came out and said we could have played better. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I've I've never got to watch my team play and to see them that far ahead, it's just an odd feeling for me. Yeah, Yeah, we're not used to that. Over the last few seasons, uh, the Preds usually always make it really, really hard. Even if they do end up winning, they always try to make it more difficult than it has to be. But Yes, they sure do. Not that game. Nope. And that moves me on to the next one, which is John Hines' favorite word, identity. (laughs) Yes, that is his favorite word. Yes. So, you go back to the Capitals game. So bad in that first period. Absolutely got lit up, down 3 nothing. But they come out that second period, and they don't do the Predators thing. They don't do the last couple years Nashville thing. They come back out, and they fight tooth and nail to get back in this game. Uh, yeah, played a decent third period. Uh, the goal that got scored, there wasn't much that could have been done on it. It was a beautiful shot. And then you had an empty netter. That was a close game. 
they oh. arguably played better that game than they did against the Blackhawks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, three three goals in eight minutes. That was impressive. Yes, it was. Yep. That's what I talk about. That's what I was saying earlier. Like when they do lose and you see them put up that kind of fight, and then you see the like the last goal that was scored was a weird, you know, side, from the side of the net. I, I can I can take those losses a lot better because yeah. I know that they're not going to give up and they're going to keep fighting. So uh, there was some people going off because uh, Hines said, uh, you know, they were pleased with their effort and coming back, and they're like, "That's a horrible coach," and no. this, that, and the other. It's like, were you on Facebook? Were you on Pred's Facebook? I wasn't, but uh, my friend Sean C. Smith from On the Four Check and Renegades, they were. He was involved in a conversation with someone because of something that he had put out, and they were bagging Hines bad because he just wasn't like this was unacceptable and I mean, this team's horrible and everything. That's so unrealistic. I mean, you got to keep it. it. You can never get too high. You can never get too low. And I mean, that's what he's showing. It's like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't get that at all. I don't get that perspective at it's all. It's really weird. So it's really strange. We'll, we'll go but, on to the next one. And that is from Kitten to Sabretooth. <laughs> so, Nashville, whenever I started watching the team a few years back, I watched a lot of teams run over Nashville. Oh, yeah. I watched the Dallas Stars run over Nashville. I watched that, the St. Louis Blues when Pat Blues. Maroon was there. Are you talking about the uh, first round playoff series that the Stars yeah. knocked out the Preds in 19, 2019? Yes. Yes. That was the be- yeah. that was the beginning of the end right there when it came to the whole we got to break this thing down a little bit here. Yeah. Was that was that loss to Dallas cuz that was yes. the Preds were favorites going into that going into that series. Yeah. And now they've went from this kitten of a team that gets pushed around and kicked and nobody's going to do anything. At worst you're going to fight Austin Watson and beat him up. Um <laughs> To now, yeah. this I, I know it's not something to brag about unless you're the Broad Street Bullies, but this team is leading the league in penalty minutes. Yeah. That's all right. Ta- Boro leads the league in individual penalty minutes because of all the instigators and misconducts that he's taken. Because if you look at UC Sorrow strong when he's on the ice, he's going to hurt you. If yeah, you, if you hit one of his players wrong while he's on the yep. ice, he's going to hurt you, and he's going to take that instigator. It's yep. what we were talking about at the beginning of the game. That's right. Uh, hey, after the after the play's done, don't linger in front of Soros. No, don't even get, think about it because you're probably going to get hit. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be one of several guys coming to remove you in a very violent fashion. Yeah, or Riddick. Uh, or Riddick. Riddick too. Or Riddick as well. Yep. And Ingram, it, it doesn't really matter. Just stay away from anybody in a blue, golden blue helmet. That's right. Um, just, they've, stayed, they've stayed out of the penalty box for the most part tonight, though. They just took their first penalty of the night. Uh, it. Other than the fight. Other than the fighting major with Jano. Right. But they had, to go to the, they had to go on the penalty kill for the first time, and they just killed the penalty off. Uh, really good-looking penalty kill from the Preds. Didn't really give Vegas a lot too many good looks at all, uh, yep. so we are keeping this, good, keeping this score two to nothing. The Preds penalty kill has been showing a lot of promise lately. Mm-hmm. 
what are they like 26 out of 27 now uh it's something ridiculous yeah. i know they i know they for sure killed like 13 or 14 in a row at one and that point. was against the freaking capitals and the freaking blackhawks i don't i don't care what how bad the blackhawks are yeah. Patrick Kane, Debrinket, and Doc is terrifying. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. they're as bad as the Blackhawks yep. are. They've actually got a decent power play. Yeah, dude. Um, Justin said Preds PK is elite. It has been, that's for sure. I'm, I'm looking back. I, I'm looking back. I'm looking back at the last few games to see what their streak is right now. Do you remember last year how bad the PK was? Oh yeah, it was. It started off bad this year. Dallas, yeah. yeah, it wasn't great to start the year, but last year, what was it? Dallas got seven in a game. All right, I'm gonna tell you a stat that's gonna blow your mind here, guys. The Preds have not given up a power play goal since their five to two loss to Colorado on December sixteenth. They're really? nineteen. They're nineteen out of nineteen on the penalty kill. That's including right. tonight. That's wow, impressive. I didn't realize that. Yeah. That's I went crazy. back. I went back looking at the Chicago game, the Vegas game, Columbus, Washington, and then you had all the postponements during Christmas. They went 5 out of 5 against Chicago before the pause on that Friday when they won in overtime. And yeah, they gave up. And they and even against Colorado, they went they went three out of four on the penalty kill. So yeah, they're uh, they're on a twenty-two out of twenty-three stretch right now. If you go back to the Colorado game, that's pretty amazing. I can't even believe that. It just doesn't seem right. But I didn't. I didn't realize it was that good. I thought they were like yeah. fourteen in a row. I didn't, I thought they had given up one since then. But I, yeah, that's if they turn that into a strength, uh, then we right. really and Rich, did I not say that was one of the improvements they needed to make? Yep. And, and, yeah, and I can't remember what episode that was, but I said that was one of my major improvements they needed to make coming out of the pause, which is improve the penalty kill. And they've definitely done that. Absolutely. They, yeah. So my last pick, and, and it's something that's kind of agitated me in the last week. And, uh, you know, uh, Brian Baston from On the Forecheck and Renegades of Puck, is amazing with stats. Mm-hmm. And one he thing really I've is. learned from uh, being involved with him is if you're going to say something, you better have something to back it up. Mm. Well, ev- all of these pundits are giving you your your Calder Trophy favorites. I, I, oh, saw, I saw one from Dauber Prospects today. Gave out the top six. There's no Tanner Janot in this top six. And That's I, ridiculous. I kind of I, I said something about it. It's like you forgot one, and they're like, well, we don't think it's sustainable or this, that, what? and the other. See, that's and what I'm talking I hate that. What, what, what's the argument for not – I don't get what – I well, so that kind of goes along with what you're saying. If you're going to say something, have the stats to back it up because what's making you say it's not sustainable? I don't understand that. It's because it's Nashville. So – I took it upon myself and I started digging through some stats on, I went with Trevor Zegers, one of the high running favorites and Lucas Raymond, who is considered the runaway favorite for this particular award. So we'll go with offensive zones 
uh, offensive zone starts. So every time you start and the end you're trying to score from. Zegris, 158. Raymond, 142. Janot, 45. So he wow. starts in the offensive zone roughly one-third of the amount of time as these other two. When you look at the defensive zone starts, Zegris, 17. Wow. <laughs> Raymond, 67. Janot, 147. Wow. So not only is he tied in goals with Raymond, he's also bringing the puck from the defensive zone or being involved in plays in the defensive zone to get the puck back and bring it up. He's not being sheltered and taken care of to have this time in the ozone guaranteed mm -hmm. to him. Ha he, him and his line mates are having to earn that offensive zone time. Yep. That so, is a really he's, telling Yeah, stat. I mean, he's, he's tied with Lucas Raymond for goals, and he's not even being used in an offensive way like Lucas Raymond is. No, that's that's. You look I didn't at, realize it was that big of a difference, though. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm on the penalty kill. This is a really good one. This is yeah. I already know where you're going with this one. Trevor Zegers, 17 seconds. <laughs> Luke, Lucas Raymond, 24 seconds. Tanner Janot, 78 minutes, 52 seconds. <laughs> and that's gotta that's gotta count for something when you're picking. The, I know everyone wants the flashy goals and. But that's got to count for something. Yeah, yes. he's he, that's that shows he's more of a complete player. Yes, I mean it's it it's crazy. Uh, All right, that. we'll keep on going because I kept on going. Power play minutes: Zegers seventy-two forty-nine, Raymond eighty-seven oh seven, Jano thirteen fifty-two. <laughs> And most of those have came in the games where there was COVID issues mm -hmm. and he was being able to be on the power play to help fill in. So he not only is he getting the defensive zone starts, he's not getting power play time either. Right. But yet he is still scoring at the same rate as your number one front runner. Those are some really juicy stats you just laid on us there. Oh. That's insane. I'm going to Billy Mazia, but wait, there's more. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll go into Tanner's probably favorite category, and that's hits. Zegers, 14. <coughs> Raymond, 22. You look just from earlier in the game, Tanner's now at 106. I mean, he had 14 tonight. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it. So we've looked at all these different ice times. Whenever the goal, ooh, that was. Ooh, did you see that? Yes. Benning yeah. just got cracked in the mouth with the stick. Ooh, sorry to interrupt you, but no, that yeah. was yeah, that was no. an ugly hit. He looks to be okay. Yeah, he's, he's he didn't go down the he didn't go down the tunnel or anything, but he yeah, yeah. that just goes to, that goes to show you how tough hockey players are. Yep. On a note from Matt Benning, a guy at work gave me an unopened pack of 1991-92 hockey cards today. Just a little like twelve pack. And uh, Matt Benning's dad was one of the cards. Oh, what? Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So, huh. Brian Benning, yeah. Uh, that's pretty so, cool. So, my last big stat for um, 
these three gentlemen is their goals per 60 minutes played. Trevor Zegers, .93. Lucas Raymond, 1.04. Tanner Janot, 1.16. Hey, I got one more. Can I add one more to you, Kyle? I I just looked it up because I was curious. Go ahead. You probably already know this, but I'm going to share it anyway. Shooting percentage. Oh, yeah, that's a big one. Tanner Janot is 19.2 shooting percentage, which is just way above average, especially for a player like him. Lucas Raymond's 15.2. That's still pretty good. And Trevor Zegers is down at 11%. So that's another one right there for you. Now, I'll just I'll give the caveat that I'm not saying he's going to win it or even that he really should. But he should be in the conversation. He should Absolutely. be in the conversation. I think they're going to be forced. I think they're if he keeps playing the way he's playing, they're going to be forced to put him in the conversation. They're not going to have a choice. Yep. I mean, numbers don't lie. That, and you know, it's not the award is not for the rookie that scores the most points. It's not nope. for the rookie that scores the most goals. Um. It's for the best rookie, the most valuable rookie. Uh, it's kind of like what it was for Yossi back when he won the Norris. He didn't have as many points as Carlson, but yep. he was more valuable to his team. Yep. Uh, Absolutely. And the better overall player. Yeah. Yep. We've talked about that before. Definitely. Another, th- another thing that's working against it is people can't help but be drawn to a team like the Red Wings. He just gets more – uh, you know, exposure playing for a team like the Red Wings, an historically, you know, great franchise or whatever. And so for the media, that's way mm-hmm. more attractive than a Tanner Janot for the Nashville Predators. You know, yeah, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying that's right no, or it should be that not. way. I'm just saying yeah. that definitely plays into it as well. Yeah. And then you yeah. look at a, a kid like Zegers and the – the stuff that he's pulled off where he's flipping the puck over the net and they're batting it in and it's just really, really flashy. So it makes for really great uh, highlights on Sports Center and everything yeah. else. But I think it's more important to have a guy that's there and consistent every night than it is to somebody the- who's going to get that. And wow, the Predators, the, the Predators, okay. the, Predator, uh, the Predators have never had a Calder Trophy winner. The closest they ever came was uh, Philip Forsberg. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they've had some, they've had some other players who got votes in the past. Um, Justin Gambino puts a really big comment up here. People just yeah. hate Nashville and choose not to look. Most people still say Yossi isn't as good as McCarr or Fox when clearly Yossi. Is not just better, but the more complete player. I would agree with yeah. that. That's yeah. true. McCarr, McCarr doesn't really play defense. But you think you think about some of the great, historically great National Predators players. Shea Weber comes to mind. Yeah, they didn't Shea's really. <laughs> they didn't really get into their highly productive years until after they weren't considered rookies anymore. Roman Yossi, right. his technical rookie season, he didn't really play that much. And didn't really put up a lot of numbers. So it's really hard to win a Calder Trophy. And also, for so many years, the Preds had a... Their lineup was set with a ton of veterans. So there was Mm -hmm. no room for rookies to come in 
and make an impact. So now we finally do have a player in Tanner Janot yeah. who can <coughs> who can make it no, interesting uh, here. No rookies coming in was part of the problem for the past few years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think we did a segment on that in a previous episode yeah. going way back. We it's did a, a, a talk about rookies. Yeah. All right, so that's another edition of Perks Picks with Kyle Perkins. They were really good, as always. Some really good stuff there. My favorite was from Kitten to Sabretooth. That's great. That was my and favorite true. one. That is – you've not said anything more true besides <laughs> the you know stuff you just said. All right, so we've got a 2 nothing game here still. Predators are hanging on, playing a very disciplined game from what I've seen. Uh, the Golden Knights did start – Counterpunching here, so we got to watch out here. But the shots are even at 20 20 now, 20, 20 shots apiece. So, uh, a very nip and tuck type of game. I can see that very clearly. Do I? Yeah. Oh, come on. They're 2020. 20. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll see oh, myself. Yeah. Out. This is why you're here tonight. <laughs> All right. This is why I didn't you're even, out with us for the whole I didn't day. know where you were going. I didn't know where you were going with that. All right. It's not 2020 20 anymore. <laughs> it's I not 2020 anymore. Well, it is on my screen still. Now it's 2021. That be that might be worse. That's funny. All That's right, pretty good. So right. with, I got a question. So with with all the guys that Vegas has out, some of their big hitters. If the Predators do win, does it cheapen their win any? What do you? No, think? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. The you're, only you're thing you can really low. argue Vegas is still tough. The, the only thing you can really argue is yes, we're we got we got lucky enough to face another rookie goaltender. But yeah. I gotta say the rookie goaltender hasn't been the reason why they're losing. No. No, he's played mm-hmm. well. Yeah, so no, don't blame the really don't blame well. the yeah. rookie goaltender. He's he's stepped up and played just fine for them. Yep. It's not like Absolutely. he it's not like he's given up a bunch of really soft goals and that's why the Predators yep. are up two to nothing right now. So There's I don't. Not many, we, <clears throat> many goaltenders right. couldn't stop Philip Forsberg's shot, and no. then the redirect for Trennan, That's those are always hard for goaltenders to get to anyway. So no, I don't think it cheapens the win at all. Uh, the Vegas is still a really good team, even without Absolutely missing some of these are. players. They've yep. still got Petrangelo out there. They've still got Carlson out there. Yep. They they they've still got a really good team. Yep. But I will say, them missing Mark Stone is a very big blow for yeah. them because and Pacioretty. Yeah. And Pacioretty. And not having Leonard in net, even though I don't think that's uh, playing a big role tonight. Uh, that's true. But it definitely doesn't cheapen the win at all if, it, if they end up finishing this one out because, yeah. uh, I mean, every team is dealing with this right now. Every yeah. team is going through these problems. Uh, it's not it's not just one exclusive to one team that's having to deal with it. So, yeah, we just I saw agree. the games. We just got saw the best player in the world test positive for COVID and going to miss for the yep. Oilers. So I mean, it's every team's dealing with this right now. Yep, that's true. We did ask on Twitter before the game. Uh, follow us oh, at yeah. Catfish Ice on Twitter. We asked, would this be the most impressive victory of the season over the most impressive opponent if the Preds win tonight? If not, which team would it be that they've beaten this year? I think it would be the most impressive. The only team I would there, – there's two other teams we've beaten this year that I would argue against. The big one for me is the 1-0 shutout of the New York Rangers on December 12th. That's – that's. I feel like I feel like that's their crown jewel of the season is that 1-0 gutsy win over the Rangers. Yep, because that was a tough um, 
That well, I mean, you look at the you look at the Rangers. They got one of the best records in the league right now. So mm-hmm. that's looking better and better every day. Yep, that, that's a good one. That is a very good one. I'm scrolling through their schedule to see if there's anything else that sticks out. But I, I can't, I can't, I can't throw in the Colorado Avalanche win because no. that was just a that was just a circus. Yeah, I mean that, that was, was right. Crazy. That, that was, was right. That was right when the COVID situation was getting out of control and the NHL was scrambling to figure out what they were going to do. And a lot of people thought that game shouldn't even be played that night. So I can't throw that one in there. My pick's the New York Rangers 1-0 win. That's the most impressive win. New York Rangers. Although this one's up there, though. This one would be up there if the Preds can close it out. But let's try not to jinx it yet. (laughs) Yeah, we don't want to jinx it. Don't want any. Too late. We probably already did. (laughs) No jinxing. Yeah, All right, yeah. rolling Tiger, right along, rolling right along with Catfish and Ice episode 93 with Chad Minton, Rich Howe, and Kyle Perkins. We've got a couple more things to touch on real quick here in episode 93 before we head on out for the night, and we will see you on Thursday for a brand new episode. We'll go live after they play the Kings on Thursday for that for that episode. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about a few other things. The Winter Classic, I thought it, they were making it up. They, of course, missed the Winter Classic the previous year due yep. to COVID and everything else, but they finally got it made up. They, uh, it was the Minnesota Wild and the St. Louis Blues. And I thought, you know, the game itself was kind of a boring game, honestly. But the yeah, atmosphere. St. Louis. Yeah, but the atmosphere yeah. was really cool. Uh, of course, uh, playing in that big baseball park, uh, the Minnesota Twins ballpark. The crowd, at first, I even yeah, put this out there. Yeah. I said the crowd, and it was. But then I, as I was watching it more, I realized that that's not really fair because, for one thing, they their faces were completely covered because it was so cold. Yeah. <laughs> and they were also very far away from the ice. They so, um, yeah. Yeah, so my, my thoughts was I liked how they set it up like they had the the ranks were like numbered and it was set up kind of like um like youth hockey they had rank yeah. number whatever and then they had the 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 actual big rink had like plywood on the outside and it said rink 1 I thought that was pretty cool and the other the second thing was Minnesota's uh jerseys were really cool looking oh yeah they're they, one of my favorites until they, until they turned around and they had those patches on their elbows I didn't like that part St. Louis's jerseys were atrocious. Those were horrible. I, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not saying that because I don't like St. Louis. They just those Minnesota Wild jerseys are clean though. Those winter, those were. might be my favorite Winter Classic jerseys out of all of them. I, I think so too because it looked like a it looked like an old an old like an old school hockey jersey, which was cool. I like. And then that. did you see Talbot wearing like it looked like he was wearing a um, like a ski hat he as was. his goalie helmet. Yeah, that's, so that's usually what those guys do for the Winter Classic. The goalies wear a I think it's called a – how do you say a it? Toque. A toque. yeah. The goalies usually wear those um, when they're playing. And Bennington didn't have his on, but, um, yeah, that was cool. Um, that always looks so awesome. Yeah. I like that. Um, I like the Winter Classic. I liked watching it. Just everything about it's always fun. Um, it always seems to me it looks like um, – when it's outside in that big, you know, the baseball field, the the rink looks really small for some reason. Yeah. But when you see it, like, so it, it, like on TV, like what we're watching now, it, it looks like. 
I think it's going to look a lot. It's going to look a lot different for the Preds uh, Stadium Series game in Nissan Stadium. A completely different Absolutely. configuration. You're talking about a baseball park and a football field. Mm-hmm. Two completely different shapes. Uh, I think the fans will be a lot closer. Yeah. Uh, maybe it'll even be a little bit louder. We'll see what the weather looks like. We've already talked about that. It's completely unpredictable that time of year. No, uh, I mean, you really don't know. But I'm hoping I just we hope get it some. Doesn't rain. That's, that would really be that would be like the worst. Like I'm okay with it being sunshine and all that. They have ways yeah. to keep the ice cold. But if it turns out to be like thunderstorms and they have to postpone the game, weather mm-hmm. delay, that's going to be a really big letdown. But uh, no weather. I'm no weather person here, but I'm pretty sure February is like the driest month of the year for mm, Nashville. Yeah. You remember I, they had the ice down for the Winter Classic in Dallas, and it rained and like totally destroyed the ice, and they had to redo it. Yeah. So, just hope it doesn't happen here. Yeah, we can only hope. Justin, uh, Justin, so the winter rain. Come on, Justin. Come on, we got to think positive here. Right. Positive. All right, so from from uh, Sean Shapiro of The Athletic, he says the Winter Classic on TNT was the most watched NHL regular season game on cable all time. Wow. Averaging right. a- averaging 1.4 million viewers. Talk about random here. The Flyers-Panthers game on December 27th, 2000 also averaged 1.4 million viewers. That's really random. Yeah, it, it was also the most watched game on traditional TV this season for any network. Wow! So the Winter Classic is putting out some; re- they're getting some good returns on their uh, on their TNT Winter Classic here. Their move to TNT has really uh, been good for the league. I feel like I think so too. I think having Gretzky on there helps a lot as well. A lot of people will just turn, you know. Oh, I know that guy. You and know, to that whatever. note, to that note, also per TNT uh, PR, NHL on TNT's Wednesday night viewership is up 22% versus last season and is up 20% from 2019-20. Uh, so over NBC Sports Network, which is what used to have the games on cable. Oh, yeah. So uh, the, move to, the move to TNT <laughs> is looking pretty good for the league so far. You mean MB, MB, we love the Blackhawks, C? <laughs> oh, my gosh. They used to annoy the crap out of me so much. Homers, Blackhawks, homers. They, and they used to have the intermission. The intermi- yeah. You know who used to drive me crazy in their intermission report? Jeremy Roenick. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh, that guy drives me crazy. I'm not taking away how good of a player he was. He was a little bit of a dirty player, but he was a great player. But yep. his commentary annoyed the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole <laughs> yeah, this the whole thing with the Blackhawks, they're like it's like we know they're an original six team, we get it. The league wants them to be good so bad, just like they want they the Maple Leafs to be good. They want the Oilers to be good. They want yeah. uh they want the Red Wings to be finally be good again. Like they yeah. you know, that's what drives their ratings. Of, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. Don't get me wrong. It's neat, you know, talking about the original six stuff. But, man, after a while, it's just like. All right. We got one more thing to talk about here. And that is, were you guys surprised at all that James Neal cleared waivers? 
And even if it's hypothetically speaking, would you take a flyer on giving Neil uh, a minimum contract just to see if he can bring a little magic to the season? Uh, Kyle's already Kyle's already very adamantly shaking his head. No, I shake my head as well. No, uh, I agree. I just there's not much left in that tank. Uh, I mean, what are you what are you gonna do? Are you gonna pay him the, the money to come sit on the taxi squad? That's a good point, and that's kind of where we're at with it. Is we all have James Neal nostalgia. We remember what he did for us. But it really doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Thomas on YouTube uh, yep. chimes in and says, Hope the stream has been good. First time tuning into the stream, but listening to the podcast for a few months. Thanks for the press content. Well, Ryan Thomas, thank you for thank chiming you. in. Thank <laughs> yeah. you for listening. Uh, awesome. We, we, lo- we love bringing the press content to, uh, to, to all of our listeners, and we appreciate you joining the stream on YouTube with us tonight. We really Absolutely. appreciate it. Hit the subscribe button if you have an account. We yes. would really appreciate that. The subscribes yes. really help out a ton. Absolutely. All right. I agree yeah, with I'm what Kyle said about. Oh, yeah. go ahead. I no, go ahead. Say, go ahead. Go like, ahead, Rich. I, I wouldn't. I would not do anything like that right now with with the team. I think they're they're playing too well. You don't need to do anything. I don't think this team is in the market to really be adding anyone right now. Yes. Like they, why try to fix something that's not broken? I mean, I know that's a really old cliche, but yep. I mean, yep. why would you? Thank you so much, Ryan. Yeah. Already um, subbed. Awesome. Um, yeah, I don't think they need to be doing anything like that right now. This doesn't make sense. Uh oh. The only thing I can see them do see them doing adding would be a very high scoring winger. That that would Yes. Well that's that, always kind of a that, that's really eluded this team for a while. I mean, yeah, they got Philip Forsberg, but I mean that that's always been a very tough position for them to find mm-hmm. really elite uh star power type of players a player that you could if you could add that to your arsenal going into the playoffs I mean if they if David Poyle truly is all in and he thinks he's got something special that's a good point yeah. Kyle like that 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 might if the deal makes sense then maybe you could see something like that but so, I think that where we're sitting right now on the 4th of January, I feel like the Preds are very much non-participants right now in the trade market or in the free agency market. I just think they need to chill, move ahead yeah. with what they got. It's working for you. Why mess with it? And just and just move ahead. Yep. Justin says defensive depth. And then he says, or do you think Ferentz or Davies could fill that hole for the playoffs? Oh, so I'm glad that Justin brought up Davies because we had Eric Denay of 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 oh, on the yeah. future in the last episode, which was a delight to have oh, him man, on dude, because he has so much so freaking knowledge. Smart. You yeah. always get a lot smarter when you talk to him and read mm-hmm. his stuff. And he brought up Jeremy Davies, and he, he brought up Jeremy Davies Davies as being the next defensive prospect that he feels is ready. He fully expects Jeremy Davies to be in the defensive starting lineup next season, which kind of surprised me a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, but he knows. He's in the He almost made it this year. He did. 
I don't think the Preds – I think they're good with their defensive depth. I mean, Borowiecki mm-hmm. and Benning have shown that they are – you don't have – you know, for the longest time, it was, like a, it was like a shuffling of the deck chairs on the third pairing, whereas now it's like, you know what? You know that Borowiecki and Benning are going to bring you plenty of good ice time for what their roles are. Once you get Dante Fabro back off the COVID list, I think he's done very good this season. Um, he could always get better, of course, but he's still a very young player. So I've been saying that for a while. People forget that Dante Fabro got thrown yeah. into the mix very, very yeah. early in his career. You know, he was a very young player, and suddenly he was playing on the second pairing with Matias Ekholm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, that's it's really important gonna, to remember that we're going to get rid of PK Subban. Fabro can handle it. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, exactly. And then you've got Philippe Myers, who has an assist tonight and has mm-hmm. played well. Uh, so I think that they're pretty good with their defensive depth right now. Um, but yeah, could, could you possibly think about, could you possibly think about adding, adding a a veteran on the cheap? That's what we were talking about earlier. Kyle Perkins said my uh, new year's resolution is David Poyle doesn't add a big statue on defense at the trade deadline. So that's exactly what we were talking about earlier. So there's a guy. That I think you could get on the cheap, cheap. Okay. There's a nice. history of being a goal scorer. He's on a terrible team, and he really likes hot dogs. No, oh, I know who you're talking. Are you about. talking about Phil Kessel? Yes, I'm talking about. Phil oh, Kessel. that would be awesome. I would love that. I love I, Phil I, Kessel. I'm here for it. Yeah. If you want, if Arizona will trade him for everybody's favorite future considerations, um. Or, you know, like a sixth or seventh. Uh, who knows what Arizona's doing right now? They don't even have an arena. I think uh, they can barely they pay don't even, bills. Yeah, they, yeah. Yeah, they don't even yeah. pay their bills on time. Ryan Thomas, I love Yeah, Carrier. and Carrier, of course, Alexander oh, Carrier, of course. We Every one of us love Alexander Carrier. He got away with the bad turnover tonight, but you know what? We're all human. We all make mistakes. Yep. But uh, for the most part, Carrier's been outstanding this season, so. Absolutely. Definitely. That's a good one. Phil Kessel. Oh, my gosh. He'd be a fan favorite instantly with this fan base. I mean, the dude would is just. Fit right in. He would fit right in. Yeah. What's he even I, doing I'd this be, season? Be, is, it, is he is he having a decent year with them? I'm not sure. Is it possible even... to have a decent year with Arizona this year? Well, have you seen what uh, – they're asking for uh, how do you pronounce that guy's name for the defenseman? Yeah, Chitrin. Have you seen what they're trying to ask for him? It's freaking insane. No, what is it? They're asking for what did they compare it to? They're asking oh. Jack. They're asking Jack Eichel return <laughs> for him. Wow. Good luck. I Good think luck Elliot Friedman. I think Elliot, Elliot Friedman mm. was talking about it on his uh, podcast, uh, saying that. Uh, reports are that Arizona's asking for a Jack Eichel type of return if they're going to deal him. Yeah, they're crazy. They don't don't know what they're doing down there. Bless their hearts. That's what we like to say in the South. That's what we like to say in the South. Bless bless their hearts. Bless their heart. Bless your heart. I remember Phil Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel, he's not having a bad year. Five goals, 16 assists. Hey, not terrible. It's not bad. 
34 years old. That's not a – wow. You got me thinking now, Kyle. That would be really cool. I'd be down for that if it made sense. Yeah, and that's the money's right. That's we'll get more. We'll for, get. We'll get for that team. We'll get more into the trade deadline speculation as it gets closer and closer in future episodes. That'll be a lot of fun. All right, so we are going to get out of here for episode ninety-three. We're going into the third period. Uh, Preds are up two to nothing. We'll have full uh, reaction to this game on our Twitter page, and also we'll talk about it on Thursday in episode ninety-four. Kyle, thank you so much, man, for joining yes, us for the full you. episode tonight. It's really Good awesome time. having you on board, man. It's always nice having you. Yep. Good times. We appreciate it. Good times as always. Yep. Very cool. Anything else we got to say before we get out of here, guys? I don't think so. We're creeping up on 100 episodes, though. I know that. Yep. Getting Cannot close. believe it. Getting very close. Cannot believe it. Yep. All right. We appreciate everybody. Thank you so much for jumping into the stream tonight. It's been a lot of fun. We will see you later this week for episode 94. Uh, It's always a blast to bring the podcast to you. Go Preds. Let's finish off here in the third period up two to nothing. Let's not fall to Will here and waste what's been a really good first two periods. Let's not let that happen tonight. We'll see, we'll see everyone on Thursday for a brand new episode. Thanks a lot and have a great week. We'll see you later on this week. Take care. Have a good one. See ya.